Uduwasha city, where the sun is a mirror and the moon a shadow. 800 years ago, the gates of death were broken by the Emperor Immortal. The five key bearers, however, had already unlocked them and walked right through. It is in Uduwasha city they dwell. Now, the ghost field breathes next to our reality, lit by the eternal flame of the well of Udu. It is a second skin, a place where thought and will struggle against gravity and light. In other places, the dead congregate in the ghost field, but in Uduwasha, the well city, the hell city, they fall straight into the flames. See its glittering districts, Chitichpur, where the rich plot to buy the horizon, Bundavest, where the refugees of two different nations flock, and Pasarhandu, the vertical maze of market and murder. And here is Udepat, where the ceaseless temple resides. Its inhabitants, a family, a snake, and a god. The temple has stood since before the gods of this world were forgotten. Watch as it turns the wheels of revolution. Welcome to Desperate Retune, an actual play podcast about people who take risks so they can survive against the odds. Hi, this is Prince with a recap of last week's episode. So, last time on Desperate Retune, we saw Joan go speak with Madison Frake and uh, discuss with her the philosophical implications of having tasted a human being in battle. Uh, Madison Frake and Joan had a heart-to-heart about the matter at the Temple of the Hungering One, and Joan was taken to meet the interdisciplinary blasphemer Bilal Maat, who uh, is an infernalist, a person who speaks with the fire of the well. Uh, Well, ecumenical exchange on various kinds of blasphemy were exchanged, and then Joan ran into Miraz on her way out, who took her to the Turtle, where she was taken from theological debate to discussions about trains, magnets, and waterlocks in the Imperial City in a technical conversation with Miraz's friends in an attempt for the both of them to feel better about what happened in the clash with uh, the attackers of the temple. Miraz tried his best to be a good influence on Joan, but uh, whether or not he succeeded remains to be seen. Meanwhile, Vickers returned to the temple after caring for the injured in the attack to meet with Abbas and discuss with him his past as the Viper, and uh, learned a little bit about Abbas's past committing crimes in the city of Uduasha as a young man. Finally, Joan and Vickers had a conversation in which they discussed the cycles of violence that risk befalling the temple and how to best avoid any negative spirals. And That is where we pick up in this week's episode. Actually, before that scene, as I look at Hardil, I'm going to flashback to have had a look through the notes, the the inventory from uh, Mr. Sam Horse's delivery. Excellent, yes. Mm -hmm. This is not a long-term project, this is just a fortunate role, I think. Sure. Yeah. I it, yeah. And you've got loads of time to have done that. So it seems yep. very reasonable. A three hmm. to two and a four. Yeah. So what can I figure out that we, so I, th- 
is this enough for me to figure out that something shady was going on? Is the thing. Hmm. I think for you it is. I think for uh, because you're trained in engineering, what you can tell is that a lot of the most specialized equipment is basically um, what it does is it produces highly uh, refined and very like sturdy replicas of the kinds of instruments that you would like find in your own workshop is to say that not just, you know, like hammer and tongs and so on, but like small machining tools, that kind of thing. And what a, one of the things that's very suspicious about it is that this is Sparkcraft. So it's not like just the kind of Iruvian steam powered stuff that had been told to you. Right. And I think the other thing that's very suspicious is you wouldn't need something that could make things of this scale if you weren't expecting to expand this operation like in a huge way and do so like what why would mr sam horse want to do that if he was like just trying to get like someone a job right mm -hmm. okay I'm trying to remember what i'd said about it before i think like i'd said basically there were machines that made other machines right so yeah okay i think on a four what you can definitely see is that um there are training manuals to teach people how to use this stuff and that basically suggests that like they are not just going to hire you know like artisans who are local who are, who can do the stuff um they're going to train new people which is exact which is not at all what they said that they would be doing okay fair enough uh so i'm going to go up to him and i think he can mm -hmm. tell in the way that i'm going to smiling at him that i'm like i i know something's up ha 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 and i kind of go uh, Ah, oh, Mr. Subramanian, it's so nice to see you. It's so nice. Listen, um, if you have a minute, um, how about we have a conversation? Uh, I find that there's nothing I like better after a sauna and then a nice massage. Shall we talk? Yeah, I think he will say, um, oh, uh, you must call me Hardil. Of course, I, in the foundation, we are all siblings, are we not? And kind of looks at Fozia and says, are we not? And Fozia is like, yes, yes, of course we are. Um, in order to kind of put you on the back foot, and then says, "Suddenly, a massage sounds just the thing." Yes, and yeah, and uh, in the playful turtle, you can request golem massage for when you need oh, to talk about you? something that you don't want a human being to hear. Another part. They've got they've got massage golems. Okay, okay. why not? Sure. It's golem pit. Why they've not? Got, they were golems everywhere. Those for everything. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we're going to request a golem massage. And mm -hmm. while we're getting massaged by this golem, which, um, yeah, how about we, I'm really curious to know what this golem looks like. Shall mm. we paint, paint the scene? Everyone yes, talks about it. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. And let's go in the opposite order to the order we did with Bilal. So, Joan. Yeah, I think like actually Joan is perfect in that like she does have a very specific understanding. So Emma, tell me something about uh, this golem that only Joan would kind of know. And even though she's not here, right? But nonetheless. Um, well, of course, the uh, the animating essence is um, 
some of the best musicians that have graced this area. Mm, yes, of course. Few, in the past decades. Excellent. Very good. Um, not even in death will you be freed from uh, from the work you did in life. It's a vocation. Excuse me. Ah, I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, you were excused. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I was going to say something and then my brain broke. Oh, yes. Clow. What is the... So, these massages are... One of the special things about them, of course, is, you know, you can't... They, they went over here because they're not humans in the way that we think of humans. What is the reason that people ask for golem massages that isn't privacy? It's because they have... They're entirely malleable, like their hands. So, like... Mm -hmm. It's the perfect, like it can like spread, like kind of kind of like remelt and spread over your entire back, your butt, whatever, and then kind of wow. like cover your entire body and just give like a press all over, like wherever it needs, perfectly uh, calibrated for exact amount of pressure you need on any each individual muscle. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that actually does sound really good. Yeah, one one. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking, wow, that sounds amazing. I want one. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's a perfectly calibrated hug. <laughs> yes. Are they humanoids or are they like animated weighted blankets? I think oh. it, I think it kind of looks like Clayface from right. Batman. Like just gigantic arms that just mold around. I think it's like the same one giving messages to both myself and Hartle. Mm, of course Static. it is. And yeah, standing sense. between us, we have to kind of look past a gigantic like bulk. Yeah. Prince, what is the most recent innovation in massage golems that like uh, the Playful Turtle is now advertising? Oh, recent innovation. Hmm. Uh, so these have been around for some time then, I guess. But the Playful Turtle has... Yeah. has innovated upon them well uh since the people of the foundation are much less about waxwork and more about modern science right yes, yes. yeah they uh, have electrotherapy <laughs> you can get shocks from them if you want <laughs> wow so they cover you fully and then shock you that's yes. definitely not uh -huh. yeah okay yeah it's it's you know reinvigorating for the for the muscles yeah, it's electrostimulation therapy Mm -hmm. It's a whole thing. Someone built in spark craft devices. In there. This is not altogether safe, but it's modern and cool, so people like it. And of course, as with all modern things, you know, it's advertised as curing everything from rheumatism to depression to what have you. Just a little electroshock therapy will do you good. I mean, one of the first ele electrical devices invented were vibrators. Yeah, for therapy. Yes. For therapy. Yes, yeah. this is this um, is a, a therapy golem that electrocutes you pleasantly. Uh huh. That's uh, let's not ask for its other services. No. Um, <laughs> do I like? I, I feel free to cut this because this is. I'm about to say a very controversial thing, but like, okay. I genuinely know like a, an aunt of mine who was like, like had paranoid hallucinations and um, was definitely like living in a in a very tough way. Um, underwent electroshock therapy, and she's like ninety five percent fine now. And mm. like now, um, my uncle and my aunt are both like electroshock therapy, the best thing to ever happen to happen to well, us. And I'm just it's like not completely bullshit, but yeah, yeah. But they don't know how it works, and you anyway. 
So uh, yes. let's say maybe it's yes. actually fine. Maybe it's yeah. Yes, it's electric not. golem time. Anyway, yeah, I'm having a yes. great time. That's all I can say. Mira's having a great time. Whether or not uh, this is something we should advertise for other people to try in real life, uh, I don't know. We shouldn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> So um, hey, just just in case, listeners out there, if you ever come across an electric waxwork golem, don't try it. It's very yeah. dangerous. Despite yeah. well, how appealing we make it sound. So yeah, actually, exactly. how about this? Maybe Adias should tell us why we shouldn't try it. Uh, why in, in real life? Why no, we no, shouldn't no. try? What was the last accident that happened in the Playful Turtle? That if it had happened in real life, like they would have been sued, and the person would have made like millions. Um, I okay. So the thought that I've had is kind of horrifying. So this thing encases you, and um, but the last time it it completely encased a client and then did not let go. Thus, uh, oh no, okay. uh, suffocating and also um, uh, let, let's say the the electric controls were also on, and so like very slow cooking the customer with them. Oh my god. It, it was very it. pleasant until it wasn't. So maybe what it was was, um, like, at some point, like, someone came in, like, a real person came in and was like, oh, what the hell, and then managed to get the customer out. Yeah, um, yeah. But... Ardil knows about this. I don't, because it was very well yes. covered up. Yes, indeed. Maybe Hardil was the person who covered it up, even. Maybe Hardil was the one who ordered it to happen. <laughs> who yeah, knows? <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yes, so this suggested is libel. I did not suggest it. Good, because if you did, then Hardel would force you to do another favor for him uh, in exchange for, you know, not accusing you of libel. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm yes. talking to them. And I think, uh, you know, just a few pleasant, like, you know, how are you, how are the kids, and so on. I don't know if he tells me anything about his personal life that is true. And, you know, just. He does like, not. Uh -huh. And it's good that you are not a boss because you would be able to tell that he's lying. Uh huh. Yeah, no, I think I assume that, you know, he's bullshitting, but like, you know, I'm, I'm continuing. But I think what I say is, you know, I've had a think, uh, Hardil, I've had a think, and you being the pro bono lawyer for Freya, and I've had a look at the, uh, the, ma the shipping manifest that uh, you had my family acquire for your um, Mr. Peter Samhorse. I've had a think, and it seems that Listen, Hardil, I'm not totally stupid. I'm from, I, I spent a lot of my time in Dustfall, and I know, mm. and I know a good racket when I see one. This is my move. Now he has to reply. I think his power move is he's not going to reply. He's going to be like, if you want to try and like threaten me, you, you better go for it because I don't, I'm not going to say anything. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. Um, I'm a Sparkcraft Dustfall. Uh, I'm sure you have done your research and you know like exactly what grades I got in what courses and like what it, what I had for every meal, uh, you know, from the bursars. You you probably know more about me than I remember from my days, but you know, in uh, the Spark rights and so on, it can be quite hard to find jobs. It can be quite hard to find funding. Uh, you need to make all these student projects. They're very expensive. And what tends to end up happening is that uh, Sparkrites tend to find the, these budding Sparkrites, they tend to find sponsors from this and that interested group. And well, you know how Dustfall is. It's exactly 
the, how the reputation goes and all that. And oftentimes these sponsors, well, I should say nine times out of 10, they were not the most uh, law abiding sorts of people, you know, and that's just how things were. That's just how things were. And for the most part, I don't, I have no problem with that sort of thing, honestly. Like, uh, so long as progress is happening, I don't care too much about the finer points of the law. And I've been thinking about this shipping manifest and your Mr. Peter Samhorse. And I understand wanting to keep things hush-hush. In fact, I admire it. Uh, I also admire that you're not saying anything. That's very good. It speaks to your discretion and your, uh, I suppose, your employer or your client. I do not know. And I look at him. And I see that he's still not saying anything. And I continue. Nope. Yeah. And I continue. And I I want to say that from what I can tell from what he's doing with these items that he had my family acquire, mm -hmm. it seems to be something that I would really support. Like a yeah. job creation, new devices, and it seems that possibly some sort of factory opening up. I think this is exactly the sort of thing. Uduasha needs, and I'm going to be very bold here, Hardil. Mm. Not just because you're a fellow brother of the foundation, but it seems that we are genuinely aligned, I think. Mm. I want to work closely with Mr. Peter Samhorse through you, and what I want to do is I want mm. to get in on this airship thing that my father-in-law is building. And from what I can tell, that is not going very well at all. And what he needs is someone to get involved who really knows, who has like new ideas, knows the local infrastructure and so on. And possibly, maybe, and I kind of like raise my hands and then have to lo immediately lower it as the golem presses it down instead. And maybe someone should take that off my father-in-law's uh, hands. I don't know. Just uh, throwing out some ideas. What do you think? Um, I, I'm not speaking as Hadil here. Uh, sir, are you attempting to undercut your father-in-law's arrow, aeroplane, arrow blimp uh, technology by selling it to Munna? Uh, yes, why not? Great, okay, cool. No, just confirming that that is... Cool, dope, excellent. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. yes, why not? Absolutely. I mean, I have no... I have no um, well, what could I even say? Okay, I think this is a role, mm -hmm. um, and okay, uh, in my mind, it's desperate, but the desperate consequence here is that you will not notice that you are being had, because what he will do is he will say yes, and you may not realize that the same duplicity that caused him to not tell you what was in these machines is the same duplicity he will turn on you again when he says yes to you now. Okay, so the reason I'm going to slightly push back on this is that mm -hmm. I think that there's no way in which Miraz gets what he wants in a healthy way. So I okay. don't think that's the role. I think it's just like, I, and I feel like from what I can tell from Hardil and what we've discussed about Munna, this is exactly what mm -hmm. Munna would want. Yes, So I don't 100%. think it's a role. It's more like we both get, M Munna's like probably very excited. Maybe this was his plan all along that I'd say something like this, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Who knows how many uh, steps ahead of the game he is? I don't. Yeah. But like, this should. I feel that this should be something Hardil would be excited about, unless he has like different no, opinions think, to Muna. 
and yeah, that should be bad for me. Yeah. So the reason I think his role is not because I think there is any risk of him saying yes. Mm-hmm. The risk here is genuinely Miraz not realizing what a terrible position he's put himself in. But if you say that like yeah. he's never gonna realize that anyway, yeah. then that's totally fine. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I think in that case, um yeah, he thinks his he thinks, you know, he's dealing with some sort of like you know, sly capital, uh, cap- capitalist man who's probably like under the radar. Mr. Peterson, of course, is clearly not his real name. It's probably something else, something else that's also accuracy. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, he has no idea what he's really dealing with, but he thinks he, he does. Yeah. That's good enough for him. Yeah. Fair. In that case, I think what Hardil will say is, um, oh my, I had not realized I was dealing with... Uh, with someone of such impeccable, impeccable wisdom, I will admit I did not bother informing the rest of your family and your crew, especially not Freya. I'm afraid that she is somewhat unreliable. But I should have known nothing could get past you. Oh, we're very observant, us Berkrites. Yes, yes, I have found that. I think that this is uh, an incredibly well-timed opportunity. And your father-in-law, that would be Archibald Ashcroft, yes? Oh, surely we're past the point where you ask me questions that we all know you know the answers to. And I think Hadda laughs and says, uh, some courtesies should be observed, but of course, Brother Miraz, I will refrain then. Uh, The fact is that Lord Ashcroft is uh, currently engaged with one... um, Begum Boshundara, someone that I understand you have some connection to. And it would, I think, fill both you and I with great uh, joy and um, delight to see that opportunity not just taken away from Lord Ashcroft, but from the enemy of your temple as well. Mm-hmm. Now, I did earlier offer to take the Begum off your hands entirely. I understand that you wish to remain independent, move in your own directions, but nevertheless, I think that if we collaborate, ensure that the uh, airship leaves the control, at least in fact, even if not in theory, of Lord Ashcroft and the Begum, we will both benefit. Mm -hmm. So uh, before I respond here, I'm going to go out of character to ask the guys, like, are we okay with Hardil slash Munna just taking care of the Begum Bushandara problem for us. Yeah, I am. We we haven't done anything about it, and Vickers doesn't even know it exists. So for me, it's yeah. not a problem. But uh, everyone else, what's your opinion? Agreed, honestly. Um, I think uh, yeah, Abbas also agrees because I think he's got other things on his mind right now. So just yeah. Be, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the reason I'm yeah. uh, consulting you guys out of character is that Miraz would not consult any of you in character. Yes. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm giving you my opinion from the point of view of my character. Yeah. Fair I'm enough. not giving yeah. you the yeah. opinion from the point of view of my character too, which is I don't yeah. know what's going on anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh-huh. Okay. I think uh, Miraz would just go. Ah, oh, yes. Begum uh, Honestly, uh, the first time you brought it up. I say some caution because, well, I wanted to get a feel for both you and uh, whoever, well, I didn't even know about Mr. Peter Samhorst at the time. But now, 
I feel like not trust, but I feel like we understand the sort of we we understand each other, and I understand your uh, your client slash employee. Please do not tell, you don't have to tell me which one he is. Haha, of course. But yes, now I believe that we have far more important things to deal with than just some sort of like jumped up progress for the sake of progress person. I mean, of course, we have to have like new developments. Udeput needs to be redeveloped and so on. But like, she has such awful taste. It's just it's just pointless. I feel like the way we should be moving, brother, uh, is that we should re find some way of replacing her influence over my father-in-law, putting me forward, and through me, we could start to see how what influences, other other influences we can have over the project. And I don't know, I, I do feel like a f real forward-thinking man, like Mr. Peter Samhorse, we far more, would be far more in the end ideal to be back in this project than, well, Lord Ashcroft. But that is the, one could say, the pie in the sky dream. But I believe replacing Begum Bushinder with myself, that's a much more achievable goal for now. Mm. Uh, and I think he says, um, it is such a joy to work with. <clears throat> and then like, this is like, as the golem, like really like irons out some in like particularly terrible knot and he's like reacting and he says, um, such a joy to work with such competent and, uh, like-minded people. I should not be surprised at all, of course. The, the foundation is... Uh, Fuzia has very good taste, and you are the epitome of that taste. Let me take care of your issue with the Begum. Um, it will be my pleasure and my honor to do so. Uh, I may require some, some assistance in some other matters, but what are such things between, uh, between foundation, foundation members? This is a proper partnership, of course, and especially if the if the ultimate goal is related to the development of Uduasha and the furtherance and the creation of jobs, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, indeed. And I think that I think he says, in therefore the spirit of uh, complete cooperation, I think you must have guessed, Miraz, that my associate's name, Mr. Peter Samhorse, is just a cover. Uh, it is, of course, not his true name. Um, but you may, you may refer to him by the name that, of course, all of us do, which is Saul Tudor. What? Saul Tudor? Yeah, Saul Tudor. Ah, uh, yes, Saul Tudor. This is... I believe there's a... Ah, yes, yes. Uh, he was going to say something, but then, you know, he's being discreet, so he just kind of taps his yes. nose. He's decided that this is obviously a member of the White Cliff Tudors who are known yes. for salt mining. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely it. Mm -hmm. um, and he says, um, I will discuss this with Saul uh, post-haste, as soon as, in fact, uh, a return from our meeting back to my office. And you can rest assured, Lord Ashcroft's airship enterprise a, a great and truly far-sighted idea, I think, is too powerful to be left in such hands as he and the Begum. I think 
we will end up being a far safer pair of hands. Indeed. If, as, far, as far as I'm aware, he is not even using magnet technology. <laughs> and he, he heard you talk about magnet technology, right? And he says, um, oh, yes, yes. He's, he's convinced that some kind of uh, electro, electro steam is the solution. But uh, it, is, it is very crude. It is completely unnecessary. With you on the job, Miraz. In fact, why don't you start coming up with some prototypes? No need to put that off. Put that off. Of course, this is merely, it is imminent that we will take charge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to show him my new boots soon. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That's great, because he would love to see them. It would be so good for him to see them. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so I think uh, Miraz has a nice massage, and he's, like, really happy because he's played, like, 5D chess successfully. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's such yes. a schemer, and he returns to the temple. Yeah. I yeah. want to add in the background just one, one more thing as you leave the scene, because this popped up into my head, of Fauzi answer it, going like, hmm. What if we put magnets in the massage golems? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> They're going to be magnetic electric massage golems soon. Massage golems, yeah, yeah. I don't like. Have they not realized yet in that school? And maybe it's not even true. Maybe they live in a different physics. But like the fact that electric electricity and magnetism are the same thing. Hmm. Yeah. Well, guess... there's no such thing. Uh, there's electroplasm that fuels ghosts, but there's no ghost yeah, magnets, have... as far as I know. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my I mean... god. In real life, it took us a long, long time to, I think, realize the potential of magnets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so like Miraz is ahead of the curve. But also, mm-hmm. I'm just going to write down ghost magnets in my GM notes. Yes, um, we, must, we must be on Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and by, by ghost magnets, we do not mean objects that will draw or repel ghosts. No. no. We mean no. magnets powered by ghosts. Yes. But mind you, uh, I do have a ghost magnet ability. Oh, yeah. In, yeah. In... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. So in this, in this universe, magnets don't necessarily attract iron. They attract gold and silver because they're powered by the ghost's greed. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. I like the idea of a, a, a repulsive ghost magnet just being like a piece of metal with a ghost inside and going, yeah. be gone, leave this place. Yeah. 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 Okay. Excellent. Miraz rushes back into the temple and is like really excited. He's heading towards his workshop and he's got like two like two little magnets, like kids' magnets. Like mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're like little magnet toys, and he's like, ah, they do not come together at all. Fascinating, amazing. And uh-huh. he wants to uh, get started on his uh, magnet boots immediately, but I suppose he meets someone on the way before he can get to do that. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, I think hmm. He will probably meet Vickers. I think Vickers yeah. kinda needs to have a chat with everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think she hasn't she hasn't quite processed what has happened yet, but she is you know actually quite quite uh, taken by everything that's gone on as evidence for her conversations with Abbas and Joan, right? So she, uh, I suppose she c- comes after you into the lab, and uh, she says, "Miras, dear, did everything go all right with? I I understood you took Joan out to." speak of what happened oh yes it was perfectly fine we had some lovely kebabs and we had a great conversation about magnetic trains she's very she's so very knowledgeable yes she is i i do find myself i think i talked all over her i have asked her better what to do to defend ourselves against 
anyway, it it doesn't matter. You... Well, if we installed a giant magnet that could draw in all the weapons that people might bring in. Miras, darling, just this morning, your father was... All right, I see how it is. You, you've got one of your ideas again. Oh, wait, no, what's, what's my father? What, what's up? And suddenly he's like, he's forgotten yeah. all about magnets. Yeah. No, well, but like what's... this morning was the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, go on. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, what's up is that this morning he was assaulted by some sort of farmers from outside the city who are here to... Apparently the oh. enemies of the Chakrabortis and now I've got them in prison and Abbas is the viper and I, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, Miras has completely forgotten that there was just this morning yeah. because it, uh -huh. it feels like a lifetime ago. Now he's like, yeah. you know, he went out yep. for a massage, he uh, got into uh -huh. a criminal conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. I, I, I should go well, it's just, see my father. Yes, you should, but nobody's explained anything to me, Miras. What is going on? Who are these people? Why? And why aren't you... Oh. And, uh, yeah, she she's visibly welling up, like she is well, actually yeah, starting absolutely. to cry. I, I, I think I go up to her and I uh -huh. give her a hug and say, "My dear, please." Uh, the the thing is, and I don't know if you can draw any comfort from this. I have no idea what's going on, and I usually don't. And it well, and it's worked out fine. <laughs> well, I wish I could have your faith in it, but. Someone's assaulted us in our home. I don't... Yes. I mean, I suppose this would get... I know we have the principle of hospitality and it's only the decent thing to do, but we've been so caught up with these refugees and so on. I, I told you these uh, that there's all sorts of drug problems and, and petty crime happening over there. And this... this refu it's a gang war. It's just a gang war. We... Tried to help the Scovlanders and this rival gang uh, got it, didn't like it, and I think that's really it. Just doesn't run any more complicated than that. And I hope that now that we have like, I, it seems that we knocked out their leadership, uh, and it it really goes to show how incompetent the Scovlanders are. If we can destroy their problem in like a, a matter of half an hour, uh, but <laughs> anyway, it's not just a gang war, Miras. This one involves you in the in the cave when you got I can't oh. afford to lose you no no I mean uh, that was just that was just a headache yes I I suppose it was he says brushing some imagined lint off of your like I, so I, though I must admit I don't fully remember everything that happened but I suppose that's quite normal uh it was such it was, we were in the lair of Forgotten God. And uh, I, I think I remember ghosts as well. I mean, you can't, you, you, you want to, it can't confuse you that I've lost some time in my head. No, no, you, you did get hit pretty hard. I just, I wish you'd look after yourself better sometimes. And you just, this all happened and you just rushed away without talking to anyone. And, and now you're, you're back in the laboratory like, Nothing happened. I. It's, and I kind of like I hold Vicar's hand and say, it's not that. I don't want to talk about what happened. It's more that, I don't know what there is to talk about. I don't remember what happened in the cave. I don't 
I'm having headaches as well. I don't really understand why. Many things right now are confusing to me. And in the laboratory, I understand what, what's going on. I understand what's happening. Things proceed according to scientific rationalism. And everything outside the laboratory is odd and bizarre. But that's just how life has been for me. For almost my entire life, I have not understood most of what goes on around me, especially in this city. So strange and confusing. And and I have been fine. It I have not understood everything as well as I should. I've made mistakes, but I have managed to get to where I am now. And I'm happy with that. And I'm confident that if I go into the laboratory and I keep working and I stick to what I know, things will be fine as well. I certainly hope they will. Although you might not understand what's going on and you might have been fine, but there are people around you too. You know that. I understand. I have been selfish in this respect. I forget sometimes about it's I I realize that probably the only reason I got out of that cave in one piece is because of you. And maybe Joan and Uncle Abbas helped as well, but I am sure it was mostly you. And this can't be easy for you. I yes, I there is something I want to do in the lab, but it can wait. If you want to talk, I can talk and I should go see my father. It I genuinely did not remember that all these things happened just today. It felt like a month ago. And I don't know if that was just me being how I am or if I lost time again. And he blinks I, a bit. Yeah. I I do worry about you a little bit ever since that that incident. But it, Anyway, I think she says anyway, and then she sighs, and then she will kiss you, and yeah. then we fade to black, probably. Uh -huh. It's just... Yeah. I'll yeah. talk to my dad needs, later. Yeah. <laughs> she just needs some comforting <laughs> right now. Because, uh -huh. yeah, Vickers is genuinely upset by all this, and she could hide it around the bass and Joan, kinda, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, your husband is, like... Yeah. Meant to be the person that you can, like, you don't have to be yeah. anyone except yourself around, ideally. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've never had a husband. I don't intend to start any time soon. But, you mm -hmm. know, that's what, I, that's what I hear. I've heard they're great. I've ne never heard of anyone complain about their husband before. Uh, exactly. I have a deal. <laughs> uh -huh. I have only ever heard good things about marriage. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Adyat is yes. a completely unbiased observer about this yes. subject. Absolutely. Yes. That's correct. Yeah, Indy. Uh, and so is Prince. Mm. Uh, oh, he's not a husband yet. Anyway, no, he. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Prince is trying to say a bunch of times. Actually, at some point, I was just like, I want to see if I can keep talking over him, which is a terrible impulse. So I will stop. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I do think that um, whenever we come back, I think Padmapriya is. Is, is looking for both Abbas and Miraz. Um, and the reason that she's looking for them definitely has to do with Sajidan. So like once, it, once, you're, once you're all back, she's going to, she's going to try and yeah. find you. And Maybe we have Abbas, Abbas, Miraz, and Sajidan in one scene so they can both hash things out with him. Yeah. 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 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think Priya finds you and says, uh, ah, um, Abbas, Miras, yeah. uh, you, must, you must come speak to Sachidan. He's um, threatening to do something quite drastic and uh, not at all something that he uh, is any, he's not young enough to do. Uh, yet, uh, I hear this and I just run. No, wait, wait, it's not. And then uh, he uh, looks at Abbas and says, um, it's, not, it's not urgent because, you know, Padmapuki is still with, with him. But maybe, maybe, maybe some haste would not be out of order. Oh, um, okay. I, I mean, Abbas is like uh, not urgent, but something he shouldn't be doing. Like, what? Trying to uh, like climb onto the roof or something? Like we used to do? Much worse. Um, he's in the Sanctum Sanctorum um, with Padmamukhi. And I think as you rush in, you see Padmamukhi and Zajidan having a very heated conversation. Oh, no, no, I think I must get there first because I, I get lost. Oh, oh no. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, so, uh, so Abbas shows up first and then I kind yeah. of... <laughs> just, <laughs> so many, so many pass, passages. Huh? All of the same. What's going on? Uh, yeah. Um, and you see Padmamukhi and Zajidan having quite a heated argument, which is very startling because I don't think that um, either... Well, no. Padmamukhi has no problem raising her voice, but she tends not to, again, like with Zajidan, and Zajidan tends not to raise his voice, period. Right? Um, but they are definitely like having a, quite a, um, a loud conversation with each other. And I think it is something like um, Padmamukhi saying, you are too old, old man. You cannot do this. And then Zajidan saying, I was the head priest of this temple. And the avatar of this temple has disappeared. And the reason that this morning occurred was, we will bring him. I will bring him. And then like, you know, that kind of thing. And I think you gather very quickly that he intends to do some kind of ritual, something to bring the eternal one back because even though to you and like even Abbas, like the eternal one's been somewhat less always correct. I forget what the word for that is now. Um, Infallible. Infallible. Yeah. For Zajidan, like the the snake has been like uh, the pillar of the temple. Right. And I think like when the snake shunned you, he kept his mouth shut because he told himself, my son is the head priest. Everybody's got to go through the trials, whatever. But with this, I think he's, he's decided. And he's shaken up as well. But he's also thinking about the fact that, like, you know, his son and his daughter-in-law, uh, his cousin Joan, Padmapriya, Padmamukhi, Abbas, all of them could have, like, died. Um, you're very lucky that, like, Johannes is not here yet. Only Maud is here because Johannes was hurt very badly. Um, I expect them to like make an experience, experience, uh, entrance sometime in this downtime. But that is what is happening. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, Abbas is like, uh, please, what, what are you doing? Like, you're, uh, you're, you're not well, you should be resting. I, it, I, look, I, I know this has been a hard time for everyone in the temple, but, you know, let's, uh, let's keep cool heads here. Abbas, listen. I don't need all this right now from you, okay? I, I know what to be doing. Oh, M- M- Miraz is also here. Uh, what's and, happening? Yeah. 
nothing you need to worry about nothing any of you needs to worry about i can i am perfectly capable of doing this on my own i took care of this temple 50 years and i don't but, any of you to tell me but what 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 but what what is it and i think that um this is probably the first like overt disapproval that you have faced miraz from your father regarding the temple uh, and i think he looks at you and says miraz little snakelet i think we must accept that your stewardship has not gone as smoothly as we would like and sometimes it is perfectly acceptable to to admit when one is out of one's depth and 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 let someone more experienced handle it and i know that the eternal one has left the temple i have no doubt that this morning was a consequence of that and so i will rectify it oh. because that is what is necessary and it, you have not done it yet i mean i've been saying uh, father that i don't know what i'm doing uh do you do you want to be the head priest again i think he looks at you and he says um the fact that you didn't know what you were doing was not a problem but the eternal one posed a trial the eternal one who recommended that you be made the head priest has now disappeared i have no doubt that if you had just put your mind to it you could have brought him back you did not for reasons that escape me and so i will do it and once the eternal one has returned once it is once more in in the sanctum sanctorum all will return and then you can continue okay yeah like you said yourself we need to be aware of uh, when we are out of our depth and like look i don't know how to say it like you're not young anymore like you said you you have served this temple for 50 years and you have done your time you have done your time serving it's just just there's no need to do anything more but but maybe maybe um, father is right and you can see miras oh. like oh my god i get to stop being the priest that's amazing yes okay uh, and it's like i mean how hard can it be he uh, he takes out his chess board he plays some chess he drinks some tea he does some i don't know he chants some mantras every now and then and eventually the snake comes back it's sounds pretty relaxing this is what he this is what miras thinks that the ritual involves indeed uh tree uh is beer being for one second so that's okay let's wait then we should wait here. okay mm-hmm. uh-huh uh emma uh while this is going on uh are you okay with vickers grabbing joan because we have uh she has a plan for yes preventing sure. the revenge spiral good just uh, checking so we can have that be the next scene uh-huh. sorry i have returned i just um okay. was called away for a second um i think as you say this padma padmamukhi kind of snorts audibly and says um your boy does not know um, no sorry she's padmamukhi sorry uh she says your boy doesn't know how to run this temple sajidan which i've been telling you and telling you and you didn't want to listen but he really thinks miras your father is not going to merely sit down and chant and ring a bell and no he's going to do a blood ritual 
he is going to shed his skin so that the snake might take it and return. Oh. Now, this is a ritual that nobody has done. Father, what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you talking about? Look, look at you. Yeah, but, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I think Padma Bukhi looks at like Sajidhan and says, Even Miran sees you're stupid. Can Father, you, you can barely not... crack an egg on your own now. And I think Sajidhan says, um, Yes, I can barely, I can't crack an egg. I get up in the morning, I can't do my exercises. And today, someone held me at sword point and threatened to murder me. I couldn't do anything about it. But you know what I can do something about? I can bring our god back to this temple. And that is what I'm going to do. Okay, uh, you uh, couldn't do anything about it. Uh, yeah, you couldn't do anything about it, yes. Because you're old now. It's fine. Like, we did something about it. The people who attacked our temple, they failed. You, you don't need to do this anymore. Yes, they didn't Uncle Abbas is right for, for a change. Uh, wow, I can't that. resist the sniping even, yeah, cool, yeah. No, 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 This is This is our family that I it's fine. Um, as Azizan says, um, they didn't fail. They broke into our temple. Hmm? They did all of us grievous harm. I... I'm fine. I'm very... You are not fine. Miraz, you are not fine. Abbas is not fine. I am not fine. And from what I hear, cousin Joan may have eaten a part of somebody. Now, and like when when he says this, like I think you can see Padma Priya just kind of like uh, look away. Like I, I I definitely wasn't the person who told him that, but she definitely was. And he says that is not fine. That is the opposite of fine. That is a problem, and I will fix it, because it doesn't matter how old I am. I know what I am capable of. Can't we? How about you do a blood ritual with my blood? I have more of it. You do not even want to be the head priest, Miraz. The snake will not. <laughs> the eternal one, his majesty, will not accept a sacrifice from one who does not know what he is doing. Oh, then I suppose you can use Akalabbas. <laughs> um, I, I feel like Abbas should respond to uh, Miraz throwing him under the bus. Uh, what um, throwing him? I'm happy to do it myself, but apparently I don't believe in the snake enough. Ooh. So uh, I assume what I missed was Miraz is suggesting that Abbas shed his skin for the snake. Uh, I was going to do it myself, but apparently right. I don't believe in the snake hard enough. Uh, so the only person here who believes in the snake really hard and still apparently has youthful vigor is you. Uh, I don't know about believing in the snake hard. I mean, I believe that it's there, but I disagree with it and I'm trying to undermine its authority. So oh, I don't think he knows about that bit. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> Neither okay, do I. Uh, that, uh, okay, in that case, I go. Oh, I am. Oh, I. I don't. I'm not feeling very well right now. I don't think I've been a bigger to do this. Uh, but yeah, let's look. Just, just, just come out. Just come up here. You know, like 
We, we will find someone with youthful vigor for, uh, devoted for the temple. We'll take care of it later. Like you. Uh, speaking <laughs> of youthful will... vigor and believing in the snake, is this when Vickers runs in? Uh, no, Vickers it's is possible. not in this. Sorry. Uh, or was she? Vickers' uh, plan was to really hang out with Joan. Okay. Oh, I thought you. Could... Okay. You guys are doing no. something very different. Okay. Yeah, sure. we are doing something very different. Yes. Cool. Uh, so we're going to have this awkward conversation ourselves. Excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, the men will know. have to have the feelings without the women helping them. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Okay. So Miraz is obviously conflicted in a few ways. He doesn't. He never wanted this job at all. And if his and if the cup passes out of his hands, that's all for the better. But clearly, he doesn't want his dad shedding his skin, whatever the hell that means. Right in front of us, too. Uh -huh. And mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. is there some way Abbas and I can... I think Abbas and I tried to convince him. How about okay. we roll a sway? Like a group sway? I, I think we can I do that. I also thought that if at some point Abbas you know, um, is going to lose his patience and just uh, carry Rajan off. <laughs> yeah, he, can, he cannot actually physically resist you. You are not wrong. Yeah, um, he's, he's a weak old man, uh, and I'm going to take him away. <laughs> but, but, but but let's see what he has to say too. Like because you know, like what's yeah. that response to us saying, um, like you know, don't do this now. Like you know, let's just think about this. We'll 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 come back to this later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you should roll. I think the reality is that, like, at this point, he is, I mean, both very shaken up from the morning, and also now, even if, like, um, you fail miserably at this role, it's not like, yes, and I am now going to flay myself alive. It will still be the case that, like, he probably, what he will do is he'll be like, no, I'm going to stay here until I'm fine, whatever, right? Okay. So, to that extent, you're, you're actually probably in a controlled position, but okay. if you want to meaningfully change his mind about this, then, yeah, like, let's say controlled. I think your control is limited. I don't think you can go all the way to this is not necessary. I think you could get to, you need to listen to the fact that all of us think this is a bad idea. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say, listen, listen, Baba, I don't want to pull this card on you, but all I have to do is go tell Vickers that you're going to flay yourself alive or something, and uh, you'll see what happens. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Risky standard. <laughs> Compelling yeah. argument. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, think about what Abba would say about this. <laughs> what, if, what, what would Abba say if, if she could see you now? Like, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's the five. And I think I'm leading this group action. It is yeah. a group action, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. Hmm. I mean, nothing like appealing to paternal authority. Mm. I think the risk here, let me think for one second. I'm sorry, I am mining my own family trauma for this. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, what would the people that I'm imagining... I mean, I've been in a dozen of these conversations. Uh, I, feel, I feel like a good risky consequence is just that he's going to be very, very annoyed at us, and he's going to ignore yes. us for a while. Yeah, I think that's, that's basically it. I think he will say, he will turn around, he will say to you first, your wife is not my mother. And then he's going to turn and look at Abbas and say, 
I mean, it'd be and so strange you, if she was. You don't get to speak about Abba. And then we'll turn around, look at Padmapriya and Padmukhi and say, I don't even know what to say to you. And then he'll storm off in a semblance of like, I'm in charge and I'm in control, even though actually he got pretty roundly humiliated. Okay. But like, in this case, the round humiliation means that he's even less likely to like change his mind, but he does accept that actually, you know, he has taken some more psychic damage in one sense. Okay. Okay. Uh, first things first. Um, and Vic, and Mira's going to run out and he's going to spend one of his coin and he's going to change the locks of the Sanctum Sanctorum and I'm going to finish this Ar- Arcane Words clock. Amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, there's the sex I was looking for when it was just one tick away. Oh, two dice. Um, and you, you get three ticks. So... But it was one tick away, so... <laughs> I feel like if... <laughs> it's fine, it's if done. You can... Yeah, okay, if you give me a fictional reason for, like, putting the other two ticks somewhere, yeah, sure, but I, I don't I mean, think in the this other case... two, I think the other two ticks should go to the Chakraborty's favor, because I think Miras is stepping up to be the head priest now. He actually, mm. like, in a roundabout way, his father was like, no, I'm the head priest, and then Miras went and took responsibility. I think that's actually something... His Majesty would approve yeah. of in a yeah. roundabout way. Uh-huh. In a roundabout way, yeah. Sure. I took a lot of responsibility fueled by my desire to give up my responsibility. Now yes. that's role playing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now that's yeah. what I call role playing. Yes, yeah. I think two ticks to the the Chakrabarti's favorite makes perfect sense because this is the kind of irony the snake just fucking loves, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I did that. Okay. Uh, Excellent. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I have a scene that's going to be a downtime action, and what uh, what I'm going to do, Joan, is that I'm going to go bring you to talk to Mona. And Amazing. Mona is the woman who I saved, and whose face yeah. you beat a part of. I, I uh, asked. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to... Uh, we, we'll see how it goes, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go visit her. Probably, I think... You know, I'll, I will ask Joan along, but I don't think it'll be the case that both of us will be in the room when she wakes up. I think Vickers will, like, start the conversation Fab. just to smooth her into it a little bit. Because I imagine if she just wakes up and looks straight into Joan's <laughs> face, she might have a reaction. I, I mean, she's going to react, have a reaction even to your face. Yes. But Joan's face would definitely be worse. Hey, she didn't yeah. actually see my face. I didn't actually run out on the balcony. Okay. I just <laughs> threw stuff. Yeah. But I did save her life, yeah. and she probably saw me at that point, and she... You know, I heard something about the Viper from one of them. So, anyway, yeah, I will come into fine. her her sick bed. How badly maimed is her face? Actually, like, where was she bitten? I mean, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so ba- basically, we don't know. Like, I guess she's mostly like bandaged up. I guess. Yeah, yeah, Probably. and like she's very likely to um, be permanently like disfigured in some way. Yeah. Um, it's monster. In bison. some lines of work. Yeah, in some lines of work, including her previous line of work, that would make her like cooler and more threatening. Mm-hmm. Whether she returns to that line of work um, yeah. remains to be seen. Yes. Anyway, Vickers steps in and uh, just says, "Like, well, I, I heard Amitabha's done what he can. I don't know how you feel, but 
uh, from what I hear from him, you're going to live and and make a full recovery, more or less. I think. And she, yeah, she looks kind of coolly at Mona. Uh, Mona, um, you can make out like so she's heavily bandaged, but her but you can see her eyes, right? Like so, her eyes like like yeah. look very steely. Um, mm -hmm. And I want her to oh, be able to speak, gotta... otherwise there's no point to the scene. But, yes, that yeah. is true. I was just, I was just thinking, uh, is it the case that Mona la has uh, sign language? And may maybe she does, but um, mm -hmm. it would be very funny for me to say, you know what, let's do it. I think Mona does have sign language, okay. as does the person who is looking after her. So you will have a translator. And she can right. hear you just fine. Sure. Right, so it's just like her mm -hmm. talking to you. And yeah. luckily for her, her hands are fine. Mm -hmm. It was just her face that was good enough. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And you so, don't need a translator for the first sign that she makes, which is that she's going to flip you the bird. Yeah. Uh, Vicar says, like, oh, believe me, I understand. So here is the situation. I didn't have to save you back there. In fact, I thought it might be a mercy not to. I, your face is one matter, but someone very dear to you was lost. I understand that. I'm not here to ask for your forgiveness. But I am here to make sure you don't do anything foolish out of it, because I know in your situation, I would. <laughs> I think there is that, like, <laughs> Vickers absolutely would in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she kind of, like, strides forward towards the bed. And how does she respond? I think she she's not actually physically strong enough at the moment, because she, like, you know... She's also like very tired and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So she's not gonna like be able to do very much more than like just like tilt her neck away and then like look back and then just say, What the fuck do you want? Yeah. What I want is to avoid vengeance. Or if it must be done, then it must be done. If you really cannot back down. I will not have this whole situation spiral out of control and hurt people worse. Joan, if you if you don't mind, and I think this is where I will call Joan into the room, okay. who is the person that she saw shoot yes. Ajit the lion dead. I'm going to roll her resolve, which uh -huh. is 2d6 because the rising moon was too, too uh, tilting. Yeah, sure. Um, we'll see what happens. She rolled one and a three. Uh -huh. So she's fucking terrified of Joan. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I think, understandable. Yeah? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I think as soon as Joan comes into the room, her eyes goes, go wild. She kind of like shrinks back into the bed. And the nurse who has been translating for her so far says, um, what is the meaning of this, ma'am? My patient is very, she's not in a good way. And she is not responding well to, hey, hey, everything is fine. Everything. You are perfectly safe here. I'm not going to let anything happen yeah. to you. And like, yeah. she's just like trying to like, um, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Mona's and, fucking terrified. Yeah. And uh, Vickers will look at her and uh, look at Joan. And I think there is a look in, in Vickers' eyes as she looks at Joan to, you know, just kind of read your face. Like, how do you feel about all this in this moment, Joan? Joan mm. is also terrified of Joan. Yeah. <laughs> Good answer. So what, what sort of expression do you have as you see this reaction? 
just out of curiosity. Probably sadness, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Vickers will turn to the nurse and say, well, sometimes, sometimes you must confront things to settle them. I believe that's a principle in, in modern psychology somewhere. Miras has talked about it. It's, <laughs> she looks a bit cheapy Alex. because I'm sure Miras knows modern psychology too. And, you know, sure. But I think it's all modern subjects. Yes. Yeah. But uh -huh. I think um, I've just decided that this nurse is actually, for some reason, also very well versed in modern psychology. Yeah, okay. We'll some comments. Um, so I think like they will just say, um, exposure therapy is meant to a happen when the subject uh, knows that it's going to happen. B uh -huh. uh, not happen immediately after the trauma, but perhaps more importantly, C not happen when. The patient is still recovering from having her face bitten off. Yes, well. Out, out. Uh, yeah, I think actually Vickers will will respond to this. She'll yeah. step up and uh, she'll stare down the nurse as she does. And she mm -hmm. says, I recognize this is hardly the ideal scenario, but I wish to avoid any further bloodshed. That is my first priority at the moment. <laughs> and that is actually the truth here, right? This is, no, is yeah. This is not about um, Mona having a good time. This is about Mona not freaking out and killing people. <laughs> yeah. This okay. Is the... So let's say, I think you should roll here. Um, and I think the role is uh, about whether or not this nurse is going to call security on you. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, if it's the appropriate moment for it, but I, I do want to remind people about the second part of this ability. Your deity will assist one action. Yeah, sure. Uh, I haven't indulged oh, my vice yet this downtime, though, so I can't use it, actually. Well, I guess I can use it from last time I did. That's true. Yeah, exactly. We yeah, had the ability. Yeah. All right, what's my position and effect? Yeah. I think this is... Hmm, let's say it's risky because the security will turn up, but they're not going to turn up immediately, like, bash yeah. your face on them. Turn up and be like, ma'am, please make your way outside. Sure. Uh, don't close the scene, that kind of thing. Uh, but standard, because Risk I can get a moment for Joan to actually talk to this person. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I, I think I will assist here. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Fair enough, then we'll talk about that. And I think, it's, it's, I think it's the, the palpable sadness and distress yeah. that Joan is feeling as well uh, that might. Make her seem a little less threatening and also yeah. be very stressful for her. Makes sense. So I roll a five. So five, four, four, three. Yeah. I think I think a good consequence here then is that while I think while it would be cool for us both to be in the scene, I feel like a reasonable consequence is that Vickers has to go talk to security to give Joan a moment with Mona. Yeah. So like yeah, I, I think what happens is you see these two burly bodyguards, a man and a woman, turn up. Um, yeah. like in and, response, in, in fact, it's not even like that the nurses had to call for them. It's like yeah. when there's so much yelling, someone will turn uh, up. And I'm going so, to talk to them. I think, you know, yeah. I'll be busy and I probably won't be able to help Joan very much, but I will talk to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have an angle here, but I, I, uh, I still kind of want to be part of the scene. Yeah. But I it think, makes sense that I'm distracted for now. Yeah. I think what, um, what will happen is that the security comes in and like you are talking to them, but in fact, the nurse doesn't want to like leave the patient so that she can also talk to security. 
So as a result, there's this like tension where you don't want to leave. Actually, or, but yeah, actually, either, yeah. I will resist this consequence, actually. Okay, sure. Yeah. I realize because I think I want to be here to okay, like, yeah. help out. I crit. <laughs> Three five six six. This is somehow stress free. Oh, I know okay. what this is. Um, one of them is a fan of yours. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I uh, I have a chat with them, and I convince yeah. them otherwise, and then I'm still in the scene. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like like she just looks at you and says, "Oh my god, the angel of death, amazing!" And then like says, "I'm sure it's just a misunderstanding." Yeah, and just like uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, and I will point out, Vickers didn't prepare Mona for this, but I think she prepared Joan for it, you know, just like... Yeah. I mean, that was what our conversation was about, essentially, right? We need to avoid the yeah. revenge spiral. So, yeah. this is Vickers' proposal to do just that. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so what does Joan so yeah, what do? You, yeah, what do you think? Absolutely. Joan pulls a rickety chair from the side, from like where it's standing against the wall. Sits down. So, I suppose you're not too happy to see me. And I suppose, I suppose that you feel that I am some sort of monster that I did a terrible thing to. Now, maybe this doesn't help. But maybe your heart is placed to it, but. Um, when we came here, we walked past some of past the closed room where some of our relatives were having an argument, and um, it's very clear they're feeling all the same things. And I do think Vegas is right, and that, that that's the end. We can go ahead. I think she it, like looks terrified. And she's trying to muster both some courage and some anger, but like she's failing. But the nurse who has like failed also at making sure you don't, you don't, you know, rile her up is reluctantly translating for her. And um, I think Mona says, you were working, you, what you did won't just harm us. It won't just harm me and the people I loved. What we did, defending ourselves? You were acting... Oh man, this is so funny, because I think that it's possible she's just going to tell you? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Like, what you, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she says, don't pretend like you don't know. You are working for Munna. Everybody knows it. We had to do get to you before you... Do you think I am particularly good at pretending? And I think um, the nurse interjects here because it's clear that like, they, the two of them have some kind of rapport. So this isn't something that Mona says, but I think the nurse says, um, you do a pretty good job of pretending you're not a monster. Just translate, please. Yeah, and I think Mona also like just like grabs the nurse's hand as if to be like, don't provoke this woman, she will murder you. <laughs> um, and I think that, um, I think she says, 
I don't know what you know, and I don't know what you think you know. And I and I do want to like make sure here that like um, I don't negate Fre all of Freya's work in figuring out that it was Munna. So I think what she's going to tell you isn't you are working for him, but I think she's going to be like you were serving his purposes in one way or another, whether you know it or not. Maybe it was a coincidence, but it's what he wanted, and that's why we did what we what we did, right? So I think she says. They were putting pressure on us. For months, they were trying to get us to work with them, making all kinds of things, glass, utensils, weapons. And you don't understand. If, just, if we hadn't been there, and we're not there anymore, all of us are simply, we're going to wake up in the morning, work, Come back to bed, sleep. It's going to be nothing else until we die. We have nowhere else to go. And I think that you can see her, like, actually, there's like a tear running down her eyes. Um, and she says, My people have nowhere to go now, and they have no one to protect them. Well, shit. Oh. Hey, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, it had to yeah the, the well shit is that now we have to take care of these people, don't we? We just gotta, we just gotta put these people in our temple. No, we don't. <laughs> yeah, yes, we do. We yeah. Let the invisible hand of the market sorted out. <laughs> Hospitality matters to us. Okay, yeah, Joe is yeah, having this yeah. conversation. He's so already in the we... hospital. We sorted out. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. He's yeah. Ready in the hospital. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Joe talking. I'm just Vickers is definitely starting to think in this direction now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he says anything. She, she does step forward and she looks more sympathetic to Mona's situation. But what what does Joe say? I think that Joe, matters more. Joe turns to Vickers and says, um. You think I've heard Abbas talk like this? Oh, uh, damn, yeah, <laughs> that's true. And uh, Vicar says, you're quite right. I, I suppose Abbas has not known a lot of people in, in that sort of situation. I'm, I'm terribly sorry for what happened, Vicar says to Mona. But I recognize it's a harsh world out there, but we will do what we can to make it right. And if you didn't have any place to go, I realize we cannot unmake what has happened, but we will get you a place to go. I think he says quite earnestly. Yeah, and I think like it is it is clear that you are being honest. Um you know what I will do? I will spend a crew uh -huh. coin here to reduce heat. I think that makes sense as an yeah. outcome of this. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah very Because fair. the coin is paying for their medical care, but I think the reducing heat is for whether or not they stay vengeful, you know, yeah. I'm de-escalating the situation. Yeah, no, that's very good. Um, that makes sense. So I will roll concern uh, to reduce heat. Yeah, and in fact, I think this will also be like a fortune roll to see how this goes. I don't think there's any risk here, mm -hmm. um, but you are okay. being quite honest. So In case it impacts how this goes, uh, do you think Joan is assisting or no? 
Um, I think I think so. Actually, you know what? Uh, yeah, go ahead and describe your assisting, but maybe you don't have to need to spend the stress because maybe this is where the chakraborty assists us. Oh, but please describe what you do, because she kind of like frowns when when Vikas makes a commitment and shakes her head. Too much has been broken. They yeah. cannot come to us anymore. I don't think we would want to. But the larger problem, the larger problem we can think about, and we can look at as well, because that is a problem. Fair point. And I think the reason why the Chakraborty assists here is because hospitality is a principle, but we also cannot take them. Yeah. I mean, they did attack our temple. Vickers is not yeah, going to take them into the temple herself. Yeah. But hospitality doesn't have to mean they live under our roof. It can mean we help them disappear or something. Yeah. So I think this is, we knock off two heat because I roll a five. Nice. And I guess you can tell I me think... what it means for her reaction. Yeah, I think for her, she... I mean, you did roll a five. I think if, if you had failed, she would have like, been like, fuck yourself, I'm coming for you. Um, and I think she says, I wouldn't live with you even if the other choice was dying in a gutter. And well, I'm then. not going to apologize. Yeah. Well, then, I shall make arrangements so that you will never have to see us again. The feeling is mutual. But... At least it will not be in a gutter. Yeah. And she says, um, we did what we thought was right. We paid the price. All of us knew it could happen. We didn't. And I don't think she, like, I'm laughing as I say this because I'm talking and not using sign language. But, like, I think it's, like, an interesting thing to note that, like, the way that she's laughing is actually preventing her from talking, right? Yeah. Because, like, mm -hmm. she's not using her vocal cords. Um, yeah. She says, um, I didn't think it would come from uh, some silly temple in Udeput, but shows what I know. It does indeed. And, Mona, I'm doing you a favor here. I shall pay Amitab to take care of your wounds and to try his best give you some safe accommodation far away from us. And if you do come back to the temple, and she leans forwards, and mm. uh, she says, there is a reason Joan is not called the angel of death. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think the nurse says, yeah. that's quite threatening from the two of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. she, like, like most of terrified, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just pointing out, you know, <laughs> in my own yeah. way, I can be scarier, so. Absolutely, 100%. Um, yeah, I think that's I think... it. We, I, I have paid Amitab a hefty sum of one of our crew coin, but mm -hmm. he will make sure this matter is somewhat smoothed over and that these people yes. will, you know, this is reducing heat for both us and them, essentially. You know, I'm paying for yeah, his, absolutely. his discreet handling of the situation. Yeah. So. Um, and I basically think that, like, we don't have to, like, see this conversation, but I do think that the nurse will, like, as you leave, kind of just stop you and make sure that you know, yeah. like, the the reason that they did this is that they were under supreme yeah. pressure from someone, and you definitely look like 
you were acting on his behalf. They don't know who Hardel Subramanian yeah. is. They're not going to be like, we joined those dots, oh, right? No. And obviously, uh, it's worrying to Vickers that like, oh, no, yeah. we have been, we have clearly been manipulated into something. And yeah, you okay. know, I'm manipulating the run, run back. Yes. And she thinks back to <laughs> yeah, what Mirath indeed. said about not understanding the city and how dangerous that is. Yeah. But yeah, she will leave alongside Joan, take a deep breath, look at Joan and say, well, I think that went as well as it reasonably could, don't you? We, um, we may have presented some Right. I hope so. Thank you. I know that can't have been easy for you, and... Well, it was a good idea. Yeah, she... Uh, she nods and sighs slowly and, like, uh, just kind of squeezes your hand in gratitude a moment. And, uh, yeah, then I suppose this matter is resolved. As resolved as it's going to get, anyway. But, you know, uh, the people who survived the assault will not be dying in a gutter, but we also won't be seeing them again. It's better for us and them that it works out this way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually, I think this is a good moment for us to see that scene where Constable and someone from House of Nixus turn up, right? Unless anyone has any other downtime. Take up I do have a downtime action, yeah. Let's oh, you this. do? Okay, then let's do that first. Yeah. yeah oh, you have calculating. Sorry, I forgot. Let's, yeah. Let's make it quick. I'll do something. Newspaper, newspaper, newspaper. Extra, yeah. extra. Read all about it. I mean, you don't have to do that. I'm just like... No. I've got a fair bit of heat if you want to do something about that. Yeah, I could do also that. Also true. Yeah. That's... I need to indulge vice, I just realized also. Like, uh, I actually ah. have to do that in downtime. But I'll get back to me. Let's do Abbas first. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah, let's uh, let's reduce some heat. Mm -hmm. And how to reduce heat, except to... Mm, so what's the nature of the heat right now? It's that... It's that there was a huge fight at our temple, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's the nature of the heat. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why getting the Ketris to disappear gets rid of some of the heat, because then they aren't talking about it, but... Um, the Rakshasas are, are also a reason that you have heat, because they literally saw you and you murdered somebody. Uh-huh. Um, okay, here's a fun angle for Abbas to, to throw off heat if you want to use your newspaper, which yeah. is certainly a way you could do it, which is to publish, uh, just to publish articles about like, yeah, the uh, horrible gang violence that has broken out has deep systemic reasons. <laughs> Uh, behind it, you know. Oh, technically, it's, uh, yeah. technically, I don't have the newspaper yet. Oh yeah, you don't. Yeah, true. So... You're still working and setting it up. Then never mind. Some other... No, but you could like, you like. So I was also thinking of newspaper, newspaper, and I was thinking that like part of the process of setting up the newspaper is making those contacts and so on, right? And like generally, yeah. we've looked at the project as like specific like scenes, but you've also been doing other stuff in the background. So there's no reason okay. you couldn't like leverage that. No, no, no. I, I have an idea now. I think oh, you yeah. should hang out with your good friend Bilal Mart and oh, have yeah. reduce the heat. Yes. Because he did say he Excellent. wanted to meet you. And yeah. I mean, he's a generally weird dude, but I'm sure that he can help you, you know. He's a master of the fire. He knows all about yeah. raising or lowering heat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the heat, like... you see, it's not just abstract. I yeah. see around you an aura of flame intensifying. 
<laughs> Wait a second. Okay. Have you I'm not sure some how... stuff flying around? Yeah. yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure exactly how he can help, but I think it would be funny if you run into him since he was sent out are... Okay, you know what? Like, uh, Clo was joking, but I think what we could, what Bilal could do, one of the services he might provide is sort of like, uh, like, uh, you know, kind of like a therapy. He reduces the the internal heat, and so you you look more composed. You don't look as suspicious. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that guy yeah. looks too chilled yeah. out to have been responsible for a murder last week. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um, Actually, okay. Now I have. Now I have an idea for how this could work out too. If we're just spinning how Bilal's like weird ass magic works. Maybe he has some sort of a ritual to throw things into the well. Like, even abstract things. He can just be like, I cast these rumors into the well and burn them. And that somehow actually works. Like, oh, he can burn incredible. memories. Yes. I. This is now canon. 100%. So, Abbas will forget that he did this? I no, other people will. Oh, okay, other people will yeah. forget that. Okay. Yeah, that's the idea, that right? Oh, it's like, it's the same thing with the soul and the body, right? Like, the thing still exists. But some of its animating spirit, that is what is being deleted. So everybody still knows that a, like, a big fight happened, but they're not all going around and saying, oh my god, a big fight happened. It's more like, yeah, a big fight happened. Yeah, they forget yeah. the details of it. Yeah. yeah. It's a sort of reverse Mandela effect. Like, you know, I wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So I, I think it's a consort role, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and you can take. Oh, I was gonna say you can take a die for him, no, um, no. but it's a five, a six, and a five. Huh? Uh, and I was gonna say just in case you crit. Yeah. So the reason I was gonna say you can take a die for him is that uh, then I will remember that he definitely wants to like ask you about the Starfire and wants to know how it can help him, and will press you for details. But we don't have to see that right now. But it will yeah. happen. Roll. Just roll yeah. another d6, like slash uh, r d6. If it's a six, yeah. that would be great. Wrong forward slash. slash. Uh, forward slash. Uh-huh. And then space. Okay. <laughs> so it's like it's forward slash r space d6. Uh huh. Okay, so I did good. But well, we still reduce three heat. That leaves us with only one left after both of our. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I like the idea that, like, he's. You are, in fact, you aren't that. I think you've had this conversation. But he's deep in the well, right? And we just see the scene of him, like, um, it's awful to say, but it's a really, like, the classic Orientalist scene of, like, some guy in front of a fire going, whatever. But, like, there's definitely something very, like, um, profound and profane about what he is doing. Um, And then, you know, you feel lighter. And so does everybody else. So that's nice. Uh-huh. Uh, does anyone else have... Yeah, anything? I should I should indulge my vice. And now, because yes. I recovered a stress, interestingly, I'm at risk of overindulging. Oh, overindulging. <laughs> Very good. So we'll see. Quickly, bring a friend with you. Yes. <laughs> um, Who wants to so... play Wolf Ball with, with Vegas? I yeah. would love to play Wolf Ball with my wife. It's been a long time. Yeah, I think that is what we do to reconnect, oh, right? Yeah. Excellent. So, it's one of Who those... Who looks at you and says... What is your husband doing here? Uh-huh. But it turns out he's also like really good at roof ball, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this is precisely what has happened, right? Vickers cried on your shoulder. We had a long talk about it. it you know, 
very vulnerable moment. And mm -hmm. uh, it's been a couple of days and Vickers is like, we need to pick up back to normalcy again. We need mm -hmm. something else to take our minds off of the awful thing that has happened, even though Miras is very good at taking his mind off of awful things and just forgetting about them. Yes, yep. we but, tried talking about our problems and crying, uh, crying about them. Now let's address them through sport. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Get some of that off of our mind. And the reason Miras is here, obviously, is that we both need to take our minds off of things. So he will have his prototype boots on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yes. they don't do anything yet, but you got to test out if they're comfortable and you can move easily in them. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very good. The Vika starts to put him and goes, oh yes, he's trying out some new equipment. I hope you don't terribly mind. <laughs> mm. Yes. And I will roll Indulge Vice with, uh, yeah, let's not make it too long a scene. I do roll a six. I would have overindulged, except that Miras is here yes, to protect me from it because of our special ability. Yeah. Um, Lovely. So I, I think it is the case that both of you work really well together. I think yeah. Kutnuma is like actually quite uh -huh. surprised. but. Yeah. She's learning not to doubt your taste in uh, roof bullets because Augustus yes. Khan was also really weirdly good. Yes. Oh, so, he's yeah. there, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he he I, I don't think it has occurred to me at all that uh, Morosim has been uh, remodeled and I do not recognize him in his no. own mustache. No, <laughs> of course like, not. Well, who, is this, who is this Elysian that you have with you these days? Yes. He's, he's quite loud, isn't he? Yes, I I side note love that Augustus Khan has shown up repeatedly throughout our scores, but Miras yeah. hasn't noticed him before now. Yes, um, it's incredible. Yes, je tame. Um, I don't know what uh, I love is beautiful is in. Selah, eh? I don't know, whatever. Like he's gonna be like very like, oh my god, yeah. you, you look so beautiful together. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, of course. Uh, and then I speak, I guess, fluent French to him. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't know any French though. <laughs> I guess in this world yeah. is some kind of like um, Iruvian dialect. Yes. <laughs> and I think we will see Victor start to be asked and say, oh, he speaks a very rare and exotic dialect. <laughs> Uh -huh. He speaks the the <laughs> Iruvian, the shattered lands equivalent of like Breton. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Yeah, Corsican. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> How exotic. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now for us to return Excellent. to the temple and get arrested. Yes. Now for us to return to the temple and get arrested. Indeed. But we have a... <laughs> we have a wonderful time. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, <laughs> Let us so round this I off think, back, at, back at our house. Yeah, I think that like um, we see. So you are given no notice of this, right? Um, constable is certainly not the kind of person who will hire an orphan and warn you, even if she thought that you deserve to be warned, which you don't. Um, but she looks like very faintly annoyed, and the reason that she looks very faintly annoyed is that next to her is like a um, a tall woman with um, with a with a tattoo on her forehead uh, and the tattoo is uh, a hadrathi rune that says a word that is like uh, very tricky to translate into modern Hadrathi and modern Akarosi, but it probably means something like um, probably means like 
like some combination of knowledge and skill and wisdom, like some kind of like judgment, whatever, right? Um, and that is because she is also a member of House Nexus, someone high ranking. She isn't the head. Uh, that is Arasu, and we've seen him. He walks around with like a custom golem, but he's not going to come, you know. Um, this is, I've named all of these people quite uh, South Indian names, so I should pick something appropriately South Indian. Uh, Arti, it's nice. She's, uh, she deserves a more complicated name, but she didn't get one because her parents didn't want to give her one. Um, so let's call it Arti Anixis. Uh, tattoo on her forehead. And I think that as they are walking towards the temple, both Arti and uh, Constable are tight-lipped. They're not saying a word to each other. But it's clear to the camera that um, they are both here because they have to be, and they're both, or rather, they're both toler tolerating the other one because they have to. Um, and House Nexus is the one that gathers all the information. House Nexus is the one that like has people everywhere and like finds things out. Um, they they maintain a secret police, or so everyone says. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not a secret if everyone says it, but, you know, that's mm -hmm. part of what everyone says, so it's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think they, they will arrive. I don't think that they have a retinue. Constable definitely doesn't. She doesn't need one. And I think Arthi also doesn't need one. Um, and she has, she is armed. What is a cool weapon for her to have that's not, like, guns or swords or something? Like, something, like, unique. An Anixis weapon? Yeah. Uh, maybe she has uh, one of those uh, punching daggers. What are they called again? Oh, like a knuckle, like the thing that like... Um... Qatar. Qatar. Qatar, yeah, one of those. Yes, mm -hmm. that's what but she it'd has. Be Correct. hidden, I think, unless it's ceremonial. No, I, yeah, I think you're right that like probably what she has uh, it in is that she's got it like you know, in her robes, and then she can, like, get it out in a second if she wants. But, like, yeah, it would, it would not be normal for her to walk around, like, with it, like, wearing okay. it. But, like... So what, what we perceive is this woman walking forward, apparently unarmed, and next to her is this other young woman in, like, a black suit, bowler hat, and, a, and an umbrella. So neither of them are armed, as far as anyone can tell. Right? As far as anyone can tell. I, I, I think that, like, I remember that, like, Constable wore a bowler hat, and then I probably deleted that from my brain, but... Mm -hmm. No, that's correct. Things. She does. That's how, that's how you know it's an inspector, because they look like Thompson yes. and Thompson. Oh, yes, of course. I completely... Mm, correct. Okay, great. Um, all inspectors are, uh, must have mustaches, uh, whether wax or real. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that Constable... comes to the, like, the front gate of the, uh, of the temple, and, like, there's, like, a knocker that literally nobody uses. Because people, like, walk in. You know, it's a, it's a public temple. Um, but she, for some reason, because it is, it is the correct and appropriate thing to do, like, bangs the knocker three times. And I was going to make a noise, and then I stopped myself because my mic is not equipped to handle yeah. it. But she does it three times. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't open doors. Yeah. No. I think, I think fact, Vickers has been the person receiving guests before, so I think she will be again. 
<laughs> yeah, I think if Aarti will like roll her eyes and be like, what is wrong with you? So like as you come out, like you will maybe meet Aarti like in the courtyard and the mm -hmm. but constable refuses to enter. Because yeah. she's gonna serve oh, but she's about to serve you a warrant. Yeah. You know? Uh yeah, Vicar steps up and goes, Oh, sorry, sorry, I wasn't looking at the entrance. Do come in. Do come in. I'm in the middle of baking. I'll be with you in a moment. <laughs> and I think I mean uh -huh. Aunt the Anixus knows what, yes. what it means when the ceaseless temple is cooking. Yes. So, so... I think she she just yeah. waves at yes. um uh, at Constable, who wrinkles her nose as if to be like, this is very improper. But we'll come in. Yep. And I think, in fact, she will come straight up to you uh -huh. and hand you the warrant and say, um, by the order of His Imperial Majesty and the Inspectorate General, Freya and all of her Freya of no name and her various associates are hereby under arrest and to be retrieved from wherever they are present. Oh. That would be you and your compatriots, yes? Well, he has spent time around here, yes, but she left some time ago. I believe she was going to Dash Cloister. Because that's looking at the... This she can actually read, because this is Imperial yeah. Borders. That's correct. So. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, she was scanning uh, over. Yeah, and it's very, like, it's much more proper than, like, 99% of paperwork you've seen. Um, the handwriting is immaculate. Mm -hmm. um, everything is just as it should be, Yeah, you know? Yeah, I think Vickers would just say, you know, last we heard of Freya, she was going in the direction of Ash Cloister. This is hardly a betrayal of Freya, because, like, it's the truth, it's but it also doesn't yeah. give anything away. So it's yeah. kind of a good compromise. I'm not lying so, to yeah. the law, nor am I handing her over. Suddenly, yeah. a nearby door bangs open, and uh, you hear, Vickers, look! And Miras glides past on boots uh -huh. that have been uh, covered in drift oil. Yeah. It, like, nice. he smoothly slides across the yes. floor, all, ha all happy. And then he kind of tries to stop himself as he sees that there's visitors, but he can't stop himself. Yeah. Yeah, and he, <laughs> and he just crosses, crosses the entire temple hall. And uh -huh. then takes up his mm. shoes and starts like running back to join you. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Miros, so. I've, I've really told you not to to be a bit more careful with that. Suddenly, there's a loud bang from the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, 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 I'm so, oh, hello. Yeah, yeah. And I think Arti says, uh, "A real madhouse." Um, and and she says, uh, "Hello." Um, is there a what is the what is the official address for the head priest? Did we? I don't know. I feel like we may have come up with one and then I've forgotten. Yeah, uh, um, there there is one, but Miras doesn't know what it is. Yes. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. I I think it is his eternity because <laughs> excellent eternal yes. one. So. Eternal one. Correct. Uh -huh. Um, and I think Arti does know it, mm -hmm. so it will say, "Your eternity." Uh, pleasure to meet you. My name is Arthi Anixis. This is my companion, the inspector oh, oh. constable. Oh, I, uh, all right. Um, and he kind of like uh, tries to put his shoes under his armpit, but like they kind of float away from his armpit, and then the, he just kind of leaves them hanging in midair, and then he shakes yeah. the uh -huh. hand and shakes. Oh, inspector? 
and he he's like you know filled with fear now because he just recently got in cahoots with criminals. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, and and I think Constable says, "Your wife has already attempted to deflect us to no avail. We are here to arrest Freya, the erstwhile queen of Scotland, or so she called herself, and You're all of her." Free to look around because says still reading the warrant very carefully. Oh yeah, that's yeah, and that, I, that, that's excellent. I, I think you know that Freya. She's uh, she seems a good girl, but I think if you, she's, I think in under imperial custody, like she can unlearn some of the naughty lessons that she's uh, had and really <laughs> make something of her life. But I don't know yeah. where she is. Meanwhile, I'm actually reading the warrant. What is she actually charged for? Like, what's her actual I listed think, crime? Yeah, I think that um, Freya has uh, like a few charges of what I'm going to de- describe as uh, sedition, mm-hmm. you know, like conspiracy to defraud yeah. the empire of like property. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, also, these are just words I'm thinking of. Yeah, um, I think also impersonating a member of the Scotlander royal family is an offense. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. which is very funny um, because nobody wants to do that because they will get killed immediately. Yeah, But mm-hmm. it is an offense, you're correct. Um, actually, that's a lie. I, I actually think now, post everything, um, the emperor has adopted one figurehead Scovlin royal person into his family, and so yeah, that that the sense. imperial so... family, mm-hmm. which is why it's a crime. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I think that uh, so there's that. There's the yeah. impersonation. There's like a various like violence charges and so on, because um, she has been involved with some violence. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're reading it carefully, you will definitely also read that. Um, she is involved with uh, something suitably pretentious. Uh, high crime, capital H, capital C. Mm-hmm. Other question. Is there anything mm-hmm. there about Hardil or Munna? That is what high crime is referring to, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It is the, the implication that like, the crime is of, of, of such scale and depth that like there is no point in like i mean constable has listed out everything but also let's be real this guy is like a, just a real bad guy and, and and all of his friends deserve to be put in jail that's what's happening here yeah so this is actually more of a warrant because this is a lead on hardil and munna exactly so yeah. this is how you kind of find out and i think um yeah. as you read this in fact arti will say uh no first constable will say yes of course i have the I do, I do not need your permission to search the premises. That's what the warrant is for. And then Arti will interrupt her and say, uh, oh, I'm afraid that your compatriot Freya uh, was, um, is currently in the hands of a, a very unsavory individual. And I will be honest, if it had not been for your recent altercation, gunshots in Udeput, I could never imagine. It would not even have come to my attention, but it seems she was poking around where she should not have been and was captured by um, an individual known to the public as Munna. And she's like looking at you being like, yeah, you know him, right? No, 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 because look, yeah, no, because look very shocked because <laughs> captured by some individual named Munna. Well, why aren't you giving him the warrant? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think Constable will say, the man known as Munna, whose incredible number of aliases have, are also in the warrant, which you can inspect, 
has been served with no fewer than 73 official warrants in the last 10 years. And uh, it may not surprise you to know, he has eluded capture at every turn. Okay, uh, I think he is we a man... can look at those aliases. Yeah. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes. <laughs> Give me one second. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll to see whether Soul Tutor or I still roll. For... But I think yeah. it's better for me to roll uh, for um, uh-huh. charity. Sorry, uh, Constance. So chastity. Yeah. No, Constance. Yes. Three D six. She's an inspector. Yeah, what I want to do in the meantime is I want to gather information from the warrant. I want to, because this is so meticulous, I want to find out mm. everything that Constable yes. knows Great by idea. reading the warrant. I, I imagine Great it's idea. difficult, so I think it's an action, but I think it also makes sense yeah. because Vickers was shit at Sparcraft, is not good at most politics, but she does have an education, and this is in a language she can actually read, where she is quite literate, actually. So, Absolutely. And I rolled a four for Constable's um, information uh-huh. gathering. So I think that there is a name in here that you can recognize, but you will only get it if um, <laughs> if Vickers's role succeeds. Because I think it is not as simple as Peter Samhorse. I think it is something yeah. like like there's a like you have to like look through it and you'll be like, oh okay, wait a second. Mm-hmm. And then you'll Very figure sure. it out. I roll only a two, so I get limited information, but probably not the connection to Sam Horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, but you do get some information. And I think the three here is also that, like, before you can read more, the warrant gets snatched out of your hands because yeah. con- Constable realizes what you're doing and is like, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, you've had your time. But I think what you do find out mm-hmm. is that there is a... There is an in- individual called Muna who definitely has various like nefarious criminal enterprises and is um i mean honor three uh connected to a law firm um and the law firm is uh the law firm that hadil subramanian works at yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that like it is not unknown to the inspectors no you know that this is the mob lawyer you know. okay. So on a three, oh, yeah. but we that. just we just have the connection. So to clarify, we still have not found out that Freya has been kidnapped by the guy we're working for. Yeah. By someone who uses the same law firm. That's the only connection we have. I also want to flag something. Could ask him for help, but yeah, so go on. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to flag um is that Freya, Freya's last act as a free woman was to compile a shit ton of information about Munna and send it in an unmarked, uh, you know, uh, package to the temple. And I think the only, I think the best explanation for why this hasn't been a thing yet is that no one has bothered to look at it yet. Yeah, I think we haven't <laughs> read through it yet. I think that it would yeah. be Abbas. It was sent to Abbas specifically because she trusts him. Yeah, uh, but he's, uh, he's got other yeah. things on his mind. He's, he's, got, he's like, got other things on his mind. This evening was probably quite full. Yeah. So at any moment, yeah. Abbas can open a big package and just be like, oh, all the information about Munna, the criminal. How good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think absolutely. it'd be really funny if he's doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Meanwhile, Abbas yeah. is catching up on his correspondence. <laughs> yeah. So I think I, that Abbas um, is in the temple, right? Like, I mean, he could come in if he yeah. so desires. He, you could, you yeah. could appear right now, having, having just, just read read this. This. Yeah. Like, Should this, I though? Just be like, oh, I've heard horrible things. Freya <laughs> has discovered everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So is that what happens? <laughs> 
no, I um, but it's just so much more fun for this to continue without uh, Abbas turning up. Uh, so let's let, let's just have a quick see where Abbas is in his study. He looks at the letter and then he goes, oh, "I'm too tired for this." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I love that you sabotage yourself. So I don't have to do it for you. Um, <laughs> I, one thing that happens so I, is that Abbas almost looks at it, and he, his eyes turn away, and then it's like some more paper kind of like rustles away, and like it's still, and then it becomes prominently framed in front of him, as mm -hmm. the god himself mm -hmm. is trying to draw his attention towards it. Yeah, but he still ignores it. <laughs> uh, yes. On the one hand, the god is trying to draw attention to the information. On the other side, hand there's a monkey outside the window getting up to no good again. Yes, <laughs> much, much more interesting. Uh -huh. Yeah. And annoying. Um, I think that uh, Arti will say, um, you know, your temple has been uh, of of some concern to House Anixis uh, for some time. You have you have a railjack here with a unusual interest in Chandler Golems, do you not? We have a railjack. Uh, has she? Have you ever heard Cousin John talk about golems? Victor goes, no, no, I... <laughs> she she thinks back. Has Joan ever talked about them? <laughs> no, but you don't ride that big golem, and then Joan went off and traumed while riding it, yeah. so, you know. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, we have that golem now, actually. We oh, yes. Yeah, to appropriate I don't think Miraz yeah. has noticed it yet. <laughs> no, so I suppose Victor goes like, no, well, I know she has one, but I don't Wait. know if she's talked a lot about it. <laughs> she what? Yes. When did she get a golem? And, you know, I just, this, uh -huh. I got distracted. And this is my thing now. Uh, yeah. When did she get yeah. a golem? Yes. Uh, Vickers goes, oh, well, right after she saw that, that apprentice from the Chandlers you associate with. Because she did. It's nothing to do with it. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah. where is Shama anyway? I haven't seen her in. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, well, Inspector. And, um, um. <laughs> Your yeah. lordship, you may, your ladyship. You, you may call me Arthi. Uh, I require no other honorific, honorific your eternity. Um, and then she says, in any case, we are well aware, or at least I am, and I've had to inform my companion that you acquired the golem shortly after acquiring much material on behalf of, uh, on behalf of one Hardil Subramanian. And it has it has come to my attention that York, the, the Joan the Railjack was of uh, key importance to that operation. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I suppose Victor goes. Oh yes, the business deal with Mister Murgatroyd. Of course, I shall go fetch her because again, uh, we have a legitimate cover for all of this. It mean, was a too. business deal with Mister Murgatroyd. <laughs> It's just that, like, <laughs> like, these people already know everything, but yeah. like, they think you also already know everything, yeah. so they're not bothering, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's great. Yes, yes. but Victor's with us, absolutely, Joan. I don't know anything, I'm going to go fetch Joan. We just, <laughs> we just conducted yeah, yeah. normal business operations. Uh, correct, I think correct. Miraz's problem is that, at first he was like, oh shit, is... Is the is Munda Mr. Peter Sam? Hor oh no, I don't see the name. That's fine. Uh, wait a minute. Yeah. Hardil was in what? Well, and you know, his like his <laughs> armpits are like yeah. full of sweat. Is like, am I working for Munda or am I not? 
I shall go fetch Joan. I'm sure she can clear out all of this confusion. Meanwhile, I look at the two and say, uh, "Can I can I offer you some tea?" And then he gives like the biggest, like most nervous, uh, shady-looking smile that he thinks is very confident and charming. And uh, I think Constable um, will say yes because she recognizes she is in a temple. You are its head priest, and if you offer hospitality, she should accept. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Anixis knows not to trust any food made in this kitchen. Uh-huh. Mira runs up to the kitchen. He starts boiling some tea. He burns yeah. his hand a little bit. His eyes uh, uh, look we, longingly we at the transport powder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will point out that Vickers forgot that she was in the middle of baking, so there is some very, very, very burnt things in here now. Oh yeah, uh, I, as soon as I open the kitchen door, it, uh-huh. smoke comes out into the main temple hall, and uh, yes. then there's the noise of like a fire extinguisher. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, Miraz takes a long time to make the tea. A really, really long time while he tries to figure mm. out. Um, can I can I run away? Is that a thing I can do? <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think probably someone else arrives on the scene before he emerges with the tea eventually. Yeah, probably Joan, right? Seems like it. Does Joan just emerge by herself, or has like Vickers found her, or is Vic or is Vickers going to look for Joan, but Joan is already here? If if Vickers is going to look for her, then she should find her. Okay. Yeah, I have pretty good Joan finding abilities, so I will return <laughs> with with, and I will explain the situation. You know, like okay, these people are here, they're the law. They want to, I don't know. They think you know something about that business deal with Mister Murgatroyd. I don't know. Is <laughs> is the gist of what Vickers is telling you, right? Yeah. So what is it I'm supposed to actually know? Uh, she asks them. But yeah. she's at the door. <laughs> or I guess where they are waiting for tea now. Yeah, but um I think that um Arti and Nexus's information is actually incredibly good. I just rolled for, for her. So I think she also knows that like you have been to the empty vessel. Sorry, the uh yeah, the empty vessel, the house of the hungry. And as you come in. Um, she immediately laser eye focuses on you and says, uh, Ah, yes, Joan. Tell me, how is your stomach? And Constable is like, What the fuck are you asking? That's a bit upset from, you know, life. But, uh, as you're right, what is exactly the meaning of this? My stomach is upset from life. I mean, it's it's very true. <laughs> yes, exactly. The life of the person that you ended by eating them, indeed. Yes. Uh, and I think she says, um, you've been dabbling in things you ought not to be dabbling in. And I'm afraid that we have noticed. And I'm even more afraid that we've noticed that you managed to get some very dangerous things into you. That is something that I'm afraid that House Enixus cannot really uh, ignore. It doesn't help that you have a pair of guns on you. 
if you're talking about my uh, electrified plug, that's unfortunately a side effect of the wheelchair profession. I think you and I both know that that is not what I'm talking about, but, and I think she's just going to literally rub Constable's nose in it. She's going to say, um, but I think that we should speak of this in private. What instead Constable and I are here to speak of, and then Constable who is still jockeying for influence will like cut her off and say, we're here to speak of your associate, Freya, who appears to have been disappeared by the criminal known as Munna, and is doing his bidding somewhere, putting her no doubt incredibly well-honed talents to whatever nefarious purpose Munna has come up with. And you are here, here sitting and talking to us. And I think that uh, she says, I would not be if I had any other choice. And let me tell you, whatever it is I seek to do, which is to bring her to justice, is much less than what Muna is undoubtedly threatening to do to her the second that she puts her foot wrong. He's not a kind man. Mm -hmm. I think the kitchen door opens and Miraz emerges with, uh, with a tray of tea, which he immediately drops and spills. <laughs> As he hears this, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, but I'm still confused. Um, I don't know Amunna. Do you know Amunna? No, I don't. But if he has, if this individual is threatening to do something awful to dear Freya, then I must say he does not sound like a gentleman. <laughs> well, well, I'm sure the, the inspector here can take care of that, but I'm just, I mean, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, uh, of course, uh, Inspector, but... Then if, don't. If something is... No, no, if something horrible is being done to uh, Freya, I mean, who I don't particularly care about either way, but still, uh, it's not very decent. You should go uh, try to find Munna. He's not here. Well, as I said, you're very free to search the premises. Neither Freya nor Munna is here, unless he's particularly stealthy and good at disguising himself as a monkey. <laughs> Around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have we we have nothing to hide. Um, you can't really go looking around yourself. I uh, we recently changed all the locks. Um, I I can show you around, I suppose. And whereas it clearly doesn't want to be anywhere close to constable, but also like he wants to prove yes. his innocence to her. Uh huh. Yeah, and I think that's what will happen now. Yeah, they uh, will look around. You... Yeah. Uh, I would like to wrap this up here shortly. So is it possible yes. that we can wrap this up on think... the view of Abbas? Like, you know, we get searched, yeah. everything. We go like, oh, poor Freya, what could have happened to her? And then Abbas opens his letter or like finally gets back to it. Yeah. And I think that's fine. I think that's, like, that's what we... Yeah. Yeah, that's what we cut on. And we can see next session, like, the finding this out and then deciding you have to do something. Yeah. Um, so I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it, it sets us up for a score. I want to end on yeah. the final shot of Abbas actually opening the letter. Uh, how does he react? Um, yeah, I guess it depends on uh, how Freer wrote the letter. Like, it, it's just it, a ton of information about yeah. all of um, Mun 
Munas Nefarious deals and how we have been being played by this man. Yeah, I think the cool thing is of us first finds out from Vickers or someone, right? That like Freya apparently has gotten entangled with some bad man called Muna. That's yeah. weird. And then like after after he is told that, Abbas opens this letter and goes like, "Oh shit, she's really looking yeah. into this guy." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Abbas scans it scans it really really quick and he just goes, "I, f- I fucking knew it. Like I knew we could trust that man." Trust <laughs> <laughs> a lawyer. That is the moral of this story. Yeah. Uh, I love that this is the one time when Abbas swears too. We haven't yeah. seen him do it, but I, I feel like that was actually in character. Like, yeah. yeah. And so blows out our brief candle. I named the disciples of the ceaseless temple thus, with both their given names and taken. Saumitri called Tree. Zoheb called Klau. Prince, Emma, and Adyat called Soap. Intro music, Jalandahar by Kevin McLeod. Outro music in Kiravani Ragam by Yusri Nivas. Blades in the Dark by John Harper and Evil Hat Productions. Iruvian Playbooks by Johnstone Metzger. Follow us at Desperate Attune on Twitter or email us at desperateattune at gmail.com. Support us at ko-fi.com slash desperateattune. Freya recently revealed to us that she has been investigating a local crime boss known as Munna. Now I know you were the last person to see her. I don't think you're involved with this person, but if you are, I'm afraid things are going to come to blows between us. So at this moment, since you're the last person to have seen her, you can help us. You're either with us or against us. I would like to know which one, please. Wow. Uh, And I think she says, um, that put you another 60 seconds.